Okay, cool. Oh, did I just turn that off? It's all good. Okay, cool. How's, how's everybody doing this afternoon? Splendid, thank you. Splendid, wonderful. Oh, sheesh, man. This is, this is, this is good. Morgan, how's things rocking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I would have no idea what that feels like. Yeah, that's... So it's like going on a roller coaster three, four times, just over and over and over. Yeah, yeah I got you. Well, that's, yeah, that's not such a nice feeling, I don't think. But um, I'm glad that you're here, Morgan. How about you guys? How's, how's your week been? Good? It's been all right? I just thought we could do... Um, I've got Matthew 25 has been um, on, on my heart this week, and um, because we're such a small group, I thought we could just do it a little bit differently. Um, so if you guys want to, if you guys got your Bibles, we'll head to Matthew 25, and we'll just do a little bit of reading. Okay, so who's, who's got a really awesome reading voice? 1 through 13. Thanks, Wally. Wow. Dude, I appreciate that, dude. That, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, let's... We can, we can, we can. Dave panicked for a second. Well, that's okay. Let's get one the Lord right. Let's get one the Lord actually. ESV and New King Jimmy's good as well too. From one all the way to thirteen. Oh come on. Truly, truly, I say to you, I do not know you. 
And then uh, just that last one, first verse 13. Good, good job. Thank you very much for that. So this this actually came to my heart this week as I was praying about this Sunday, and um, you know, there's a obviously it can be a pretty hectic, you know, passage of scripture if um, if you see yourself in a bad place, right? Um, but I I want to break this down a little bit because I think there's something that God really wants to encourage us in and I think a place of even fear of the Lord in our own lives where we can do a bit of stock taking kind of go you know where 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 am I at you know um so the first thing that I want to highlight here is you know when we're reading this um I believe this is actually speaking of the church you know like when he's talking about the virgins it's like you know that represents the purity and the holiness found through through the blood of Jesus right so these are people that um, and, and they're all going to meet the bridegroom. So we're awaiting the bridegroom. And so in a, in a church setting just like this, you know, um, you know we're, we're all awaiting this, the second coming of Jesus. And that's going to be a wonderful thing when it, when it happens, right? But it says that there was five wise and there was five foolish, right? All of them went out. But the five wise ones, they actually brought oil with them. And the five foolish ones didn't bring any oil with them, right? And um, I think this is a, a picture of where we can be at at times, you know, in our walk with God and our complacency at times when, you know, um, things are just a little bit more, more difficult, um, things aren't as easy, uh, the busyness of life can, can run us over and... Um, and there can always be that like place I like just to be really, you know, real with you guys. Like there's there's been lots of times in my own life as the, the director of YWAM Youth with the Mission, a missions organization where there's been seasons where reading my word was almost non-existent, you know, and, and it was just difficult. And I flicked on audio Bible and, you know, my my prayer life wasn't as as it should be in my my connection to the Lord wasn't as it should be, you know, but yet here I was able to do the works. I was able to do the things that um, people would look at and say, wow, um, look at, look at that. Wow. Dave's, Dave's doing awesome, you know? And, um, you know, I, I don't think I was, I don't think I've ever been in a place where I've really been um, questioning the, the existence of God or anything like that. But there's so many things that can cause us to do our week, our days, um, our years, that um, sometimes we're just rolling through the motions and we haven't actually brought oil with us. We haven't cultivated a level of intimacy in our lives that we absolutely need. So, you know, when, when we hear things like, it's only by the Spirit of God, we would all say, yeah, <laughs> totally, you know, it's like, I mean, how, how do we, like, is it possible for us to even be Christians without the Holy Spirit? Absolutely not. Can we live like Christians without the Holy Spirit? Definitely not. And so we, we can hear these things and, um, and know that when we hear it, that it's true, but yet find it difficult in seasons of our lives, um, and sometimes short seasons, sometimes long seasons, where 
that is almost a non-existent thing because we've let the cares of this world, we've let busyness, we've let all kinds of things um, take priority, right? And this is one of the crazy things, right? It's like, you know, I'd, I'd like to think sometimes that I could stand before Jesus, you know, if he points at scenes of my life where, you know, maybe my intimacy with God wasn't really there, I could say, yeah, but Jesus... Like, did you see all the stuff I was doing for you? Did you see all that? Like, yeah, like, remember when I did that thing? Like, man, I was busy. Like, you made me busy, Jesus. Can you imagine having these conversations with God when we're sitting in front of him face to face in glory? And none of that will be a good enough excuse for us not to stay connected to the Lord and to build intimacy with him. To bring oil with us, right? And this is an interesting thing. Like as we as we read, I'm gonna read a couple verses, and then I'm gonna just stop along the way. It says, "And the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five were wise and five foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps." While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. So it doesn't say that only the foolish ones fell asleep and they slept in this waiting, like the, um, the waiting of the Lord. Like, when will he re- return? You know, we've been in this um, position of the second coming for the last 2000 plus years where we're, we're still waiting for the second coming. Right. So they all slumbered and they all slept but yet five are wise and five are foolish. There's a place I believe where we can sleep and we can slumber knowing that we've cultivated intimacy in our lives. Knowing that we are connected to the Lord, knowing that I'm having conversations with Jesus where when I go to bed, I, I, I know like whether he comes tonight or whether he comes tomorrow or in 30 years from now, there's something in my heart that I just know, like I, I am connected. I am connected. And it's not just by church attendance or good works that I do. Um, although there's many that probably in this room that we do, you know. But all of that is meaningless unless there's a level of connection that we have with Jesus, right? And so then it comes down to this place where we get to ask ourselves, like, man, am I... Am I a foolish virgin or am I a wise one? Am I being wise or am I being foolish? Am I running my weeks, you know, just dry and empty and just trying to get through it all on my own? And I, I say this all the time to myself and my staff team and me and Trey are often saying this to one another that, you know, if, if, I, do, if I do these things without Jesus, then all I have is me. I know it's like really profound if all of us has, like if, if, if I do it alone and I'm doing it without Jesus, all I have is me, then I need to really think about how I'm inviting God into my troubles. How am I inviting God into my life, into my dailies? Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of problems that we'd probably be facing in this room every week. Um, they're challenges unique to our situations. We just heard Morgan share one, right? And I'm sure I could talk to Josh. I'm like, do you have any problems in your life? And he'd be able to share some. I know we all have problems and we all have, 
you know, we're, we're thinking about life. We're thinking about how do I, like even when we're thinking about church sometimes, you know, if we're really honest, we're wondering, how is this even fruitful for me? Is it doing anything for me? I know it's the right thing to do, but why is it even the right thing to do? And I don't think these are bad questions to ask. I think hopefully it leads us on a journey to realizing that we just have to have the Spirit of God in the midst of it. In the midst of your pregnancy, in the midst of your business, in the midst of your youth development, in the midst of YWAM and worship and family, in the midst of leading this church, like it has to be by the Spirit of God or we become foolish people that think that we're okay when really we're not. Like that's the crazy thing, right? Is that as the story proceeds, like, you know, all of a sudden he's there and you're like, oh my God, it's like a flash in the pan. You know, Jesus is here. And we're like, we've been waiting for 2000 years. And it's like, when is he ever going to come? Bam. He's there when you least expect it. You have no idea what's going on. And we're like, he's here. Sweet, let's go. And we have five foolish and five wise. And the foolish go, oh my gosh, there's like a realization. Dude, give me some of your oil. Give me some of your oil. And they're like, man, I, like, realistically, when we're talking about the oil, it's, it's really speaking of the presence of God in our lives. The presence of God that you've cultivated in your life. And it's really difficult for you to give that to somebody, right? It's like, you know, like I, I can be like, hey, just, um, yeah, hang out with Jesus. And you're like, yeah, but can I just have that now? Unfortunately, that's something that gets cultivated over time. And we have to learn how to cultivate that into our problems and into our days and into our life, into our families, into our friendships. And... Um, and it's not meant to be a difficult thing. It's just an awareness and a desire to, you know, do I really want to make Jesus the number one thing in my life? Is that really what I value? And it's incredible when we start praying different prayers like, God, help me to really love you with like, help me to value you more in my everyday life. Like, and this isn't just a works, like this isn't a works gospel where it's like, you must read five chapters every day. You must pray for 20 minutes a day. And you're thinking, dang, I don't even have that. Like, I'm looking for 15 minutes, you know, like I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. When am I ever going to have time to really hang out with Jesus? And I think the point of Christianity is, is that, you know, we're, we're out of the Old Testament where he's way off in the distance and sin is separating us, and here we are, but God's way out there. What Jesus did was amazing. Now he dwells within you, and he goes wherever you go. So it's not that we need to, you know, find all of these, you know, really long moments with him. It's that there's moments every minute of the day. And so now it's about training our minds and our hearts to go, I want the oil, I want the oil, I want the oil. I need the oil. I need the oil. Like, I cannot live without the oil. Like, if I call myself a Christian and I have no oil, like, how do I even live like a Christian? How do I overcome? How do I live victorious with no oil in my lamp? 
Like this is what gets crazy, right? Is that, um, you know, and I've, I can only speak for my experience. You know your own experience, but for my own experience, there's times where I'm just kind of like running on, like I've got a lamp, but it's got nothing in it, but I'm just going about my day and almost in a way deceiving myself that I'm okay. And over time, you begin to realize, whoa, I've shifted my, what I value, what I love, what I, what I need in my life isn't what it once was. At one point, I loved the fellowship. I, I realized that it, it wasn't just about a gathering. It was I needed the fellowship to stir me up. I needed to get around the word, to hear it, to stir me up. But now I found myself in this place where it's like, I just don't know that I like love it. I, I don't need it. And I think that should be a great cause of concern for us when we're looking at this passage that's so clear. And it's like, you know, there, there's wise and foolish virgins. Wise ones have got oil. They take oil with them and that's cultivated. So just a couple thoughts, you know, like the oil represents the presence of God in your life. The presence of God is something that we cultivate into our lives through sacrifice and obedience. So it's a sacrificial thing. I, I heard this thing. Um, I was listening to a message and, uh, you know, this, uh, this guy was, was telling the preacher, like, they're really good mates. He's like, Dan, I'm just finding this so hard. I find it so hard to spend time with God. I, like, he had a business and it was like worth a lot of money. He was always busy, 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 meeting with this, meeting with that. And he's going, man, if I just had more time in my day, then I would be able to do it. If I just had more time. And he was like, all right, cool, awesome, man. Well, look, I, I, I pray that you find it. I pray that you would value that enough to find it in your day. And, um, and something happened where basically his job became redundant. And so he had a whole year off. He had enough money saved. He had heaps of cash. He goes, I can take a whole year off to just do whatever I want. And, um, and so he did. He just kind of, you know, had a whole year off just to do whatever he wanted, traveling, seeing things. And he came back at the end of that year and he, he spoke to the preacher and he goes in tears. He's like, I have literally just had a whole year off. Nothing holding me back at all. And he goes, and I spent no more time with Jesus than I did when I was working 70 hours a week. Isn't that crazy? This is how easy it can become for us to be very foolish. And I believe this, this parable is here for us to really hear and be encouraged. Like, how are we cultivating how are we cultivating the presence of God into our lives, you know? Like, even for these young fellows here, you know? Like, how are you guys, you know, uh, cultivating, um, you know, the presence of God into your life, you know? You guys maybe don't understand, you know, all of the stuff that we're going after on a, on a Sunday and stuff, but how are, how are you cultivating that? And it's really just a relationship with God, isn't it, you know? Like, we're just a realization that God is real, and I... I want to surrender my life to him and I begin to speak to him and pray and just ask the Holy Spirit to just lead me and guide me. That right there, if that becomes something that you value in your life, like not just in moments, but in your everyday, 
like creating awareness and space, not in works, not going, God, what do you want me to do today? I just have no idea. Live your life, man. Live your life. Live your life. But knowing that the presence of God is with you and he has a plan in the life that you lead. And along the way, when things get really difficult, really hard, just, oh, oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you're with me. Fill your lamp. Fill your lamp because you will suck at being a Christian all on your own. And then you'll just find yourself just like, ah, ah, ah. You know, I was, I was speaking to a couple yesterday and it was really funny. You know, the wife, she had said um, in, this, in this meeting, she said, you know, um, when, when me and my husband get into a little bit of a, you know, you know, um, my husband asked me, like, have you been spending time with Jesus? <laughs> right? She's like, I hate it when he says that. But she's like, but it's, it's just true. It's just true. You know, like, and it's vice versa, you know? Like, it's, it's like when we're just edgy and we're just like, ah, and it's like, man, like, what, what if that was a thought? Like, man, have I really been spending time with Jesus? Is it really possible that if I am, like if my lamp is full and I'm carrying oil that I, I might not do that quite as much? I think it's possible, right? But we have to value that enough. Another testimony, just this last week, I was chatting to one of my staff, you know, and he's like, how, how, how can I grow? How can I grow? I'm like, oh, Peter, you really want to grow? He's like, yeah, yeah, I want to I grow. And I'm like, okay, awesome, man. Well, now that you mentioned a few things, do you mind if I just get really honest? And he goes, yeah, I want to get on, like, please. And I said, well, look, I, I've just noticed and I've heard through the grapevine that you like to swear a little bit. Like, I know it's not the F-bomb, but it's the S-bomb. And, and he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just don't really think it's um, like that, that big of a deal. And I'm like, well, hey, look, man, like, do you, do you want to grow? Yeah, 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 I want to go. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's just have a look at that. I said, you know, is throwing the S-bomb, like does Jesus say, that is a sin, that is the thing that's keeping you from, from moving on in me? Well, we can't see that in scripture. It does say to keep filthy language out of your mouth. And is there a place of offense when other people get offended by that? Sure it is. I said, Peter, if, if you really want to grow, this, this comes about with that whole permissible and beneficial thing. Do you want the presence of God in you to touch the people around you? And if you do, then there's a place of sacrifice when you just want to throw the S-bomb around because you have, you have the right and it's, you know, like you're, you have permission to do that. Why? Because I am me and, and I can share whatever I want. Yes, you can do that. But is it beneficial to the influence that you're trying to go after? You want to be a better leader. So is it beneficial for you to be throwing the S-bomb around when other people could be offended by that or simply just think you're an immature Christian? Need to hold your tongue. And we begin to discuss this a little bit, right? Like, in his desire. And there's many things in our own lives that as we're going after the presence of the Lord, you know, we can look around and we can say, man, I just wish I could have that. I wish I could have that. There's men and women of God that maybe we listen to that are walking in incredible power, right? And... Um, and I think it, it all comes at a cost. It comes at a cost. How do, we, how do we fill our lamp and then have that lamp be a strong anointing of God in your life that can bring about great change and the purpose that he has for you? 
sacrifice and obedience. So it may mean that like when everybody else is watching those movies, you're not. Not because it's a sin, but because it's not beneficial for the anointing in your life. Right? Everybody else is caught up in conversation and maybe it's not directly sinful, but for you, it's like, man, that is just not beneficial for the anointing on my life. And for that reason, I look like the weirdo. You will look like the weirdo. You won't look the same as everybody else. But this is to protect the anointing of God on your life. There's so much out there right now that can absolutely destroy the anointing on your life because we take it in, we get impacted, our culture begins to change. We take on things of the world without even realizing it because it becomes a, it's permissible, but is it beneficial? We stay away from the big sinful things, but then there's things that just, I don't know, they, they sabotage the greater anointing on your life. And it's not a salvation issue, but it's, do you want more of the anointing? Do you want that oil in your life? Like, Quali and, was it Marcus? How cool would this be? Like, wouldn't this just, just be the coolest thing if you guys could go into your school and, like, people would just look at you and go, dang, there is something different about these kids. And they just begin to ask you questions about what it is on the inside of you. Someone that was sick, you prayed for them, and you just seen the supernatural power of God move and they get radically healed. Like, that would be a pretty wild thing, wouldn't it? Do you think that might grab some of your friends' attention? <laughs> Hundred, right? So it's like, what would it look like for your oil to be full in your vessel? Is it possible for us to walk in that manner? I believe it is, but we have to value the oil more than our own selfish desires. And by selfish, I'm not saying you're walking in sin. That is not what I'm saying. But sometimes there's things that we just do. Like, and I, I know, like, slothing out. I just love it. But I don't want to love it so much. Because when I've had a big week, I'm like, look, I'm just looking to couch surf, man. That's my jam. I'm just like, there it is. Boom. You know, and I can sit there for hours and just surf that couch. And I'm like, wow, it's been four hours. Unreal. Hey, hadn't had a word with Jesus, haven't spent any time with the kids yet, just slothing out. I think it's a place of rest, and for me, slothing is not really the place where I probably flourish the most. It's not really the place that I find the most rest. But it, that, that's my struggle. That's my struggle. It's like, I just want to sloth, but yet, what, really what I need is rest. I need rest. And you guys will have your own things that you guys are, you know, needing to go after and stuff, right? But we have to desire these things if you guys really want it. You know, lamps are designed to give light, right? So, you know, are you giving light? And if you're not giving light, then this, this passage here is saying you might be walking foolishly. You might be walking foolishly where we're doing Christianity, but without the oil, and the oil is not hard to attain. It's actually a free gift, right? But we have to value it. We have to put it into our life. We have to go, I, I want my light so shine, to shine before men. You know, it talks about don't, you know, like how, how smart would it be? Like if we, if we light a lampstand and we put a bowl over it, right? Now we, we actually set it up so that it brings light to the whole house. 
And so this is the oil, right, that actually causes us to be overcomers, where we, we start living more victorious. And it doesn't mean that you're living perfectly all the time, but goodness gracious, if I'm throwing F-bombs every day and I'm like, F and this, us and that, F, F, I'm like, wow. Like, I'm not going to say that you've lost your salvation, but I'm like, man, maybe you're not spending time with Jesus in the way that you should. And look, every one of us in this room probably has sworn here and there, just kind of went, ah, dang it, but with a different word, <laughs> right? <laughs> See, even he agrees it's a bad thing, right? <laughs> you guys get what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, we, we all have these opportunities, right? But I think we really need to value like, how is my light so shining before men, right? But it's communion and intimacy with God that can make this happen. It's by the Spirit. Like, that's the only way. It's like intimacy with God, communion with Him. And this is a question that maybe I'll ask you guys as well, too. It's like, what is, like, what is more important in our lives than the Lordship of Jesus? Like, as, as Christians, we, we do tout something as, as Christian. It's that Jesus is really important. Like, I would say most of us, if, if we're to go around and say, is Jesus important? You're like, oh, definitely. Um, but we have a parable here, guys, where a church full of Christians, like church full of people that claim to be Christians are saying those same things. But yet there was a time where the parable is saying there's five foolish and five wise. And at the end of this parable, we see the foolish arriving late and going, let me in. Let me in by the hair of my chitty chin chin. And it's too late. It's actually too late. We've, we've waited and waited and waited. We got disillusioned in our waiting. Uh, life got too hard. Um, we, we didn't get into the presence. We didn't value that enough. And all of a sudden, it's a place where it's too late. It's actually too late. Let's just, let's just read that again. In verse 11, it says, Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore. So this is the, the therefore, man. For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So Jesus will come like a thief in the night, right? There's this, there's this place where we're like, when is he coming? At some point. And so we need to be ready. We need to be ready. And that's not with all of your good works or your Bible reading plans or all of that stuff. Like those are wonderful when they're in God and they're led by the spirit and you're connecting to it. But we need to be ready. Have oil in your lamp so that when he comes, you're not worrying about like, you know. And the interesting thing here is actually like the, the wise, the wise virgins say, go and buy some. So there is there is a cost there was a cost for this oil. So you don't know, like, it's, it's not just, oh, well, there it is. Look, man, I'll just, you know, work a job for a day, go and buy it, and then it's there, right? It's actually something that's going to cost you something. And that's what's so important for us when we're gathering like this on a Sunday. You know, like, why are we even doing this? Like, is this even worth it? 
is it really worth it, you know? Like, is this, is this really producing something real in our lives, you know? Or is this just another flash in the pan? It's an event for the week so I can tick, tick off the box and say, well, I've done something great for Jesus. And, and then we live the rest of our life completely empty, you know? Like, it's, it's something that I think we really need to consider as we move even into this week. Like, am I being foolish or am I being wise? Now, if, I, if I'm being foolish, it's, it's really easy to become wise. It's, it's called repentance. We just repent. We say, God, forgive me. I don't know how to actually make you a part of my everyday life. I, I do value you, but I don't know how to value you in my, in my day when I'm tired and I'm exhausted and everything is just too much. Because we don't want to be caught at the end going, yeah, but Jesus, I was so busy leading that YWAM base. I was so busy leading outreaches. I was so busy teaching and, 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 and preaching. I was so busy going to the nations that like, I mean, it was you that sent me to those places. None of that stuff was stand. You look at that and say, depart from me for I never knew you. What a radical piece of information that we're getting from the king of kings when you know when it's like church like there's a church people <laughs> i agree bud <laughs> i love that <laughs> you guys get what i'm saying right so john 17 3 i want to end with this now it says now this easy this is eternal life that 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 many know you the only true God, the one you have sent, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. We read that one more time. John 17, 3. Now this is eternal life, that they may, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. So that's, that's eternal life right there, that we would actually know God, that we would know him. That is actually eternal life right there. And so... Um, in this, in this passage that I was going through, um, hopefully you guys aren't hearing like, you know, am I saved? Am I not saved? But if that's rolling in your, in your hearts and you're going, am I saved? You can just invite Jesus into your life. If you're wondering, man, like, have I been a foolish virgin? Have I been a foolish person trying to live the life of Christ on my own without the oil the really good thing is, is that we can just repent. We can say, Lord, help me. Help me get oil. I want oil. And then, Lord, I want to value the oil more than anything else in my life. More than, more than my kids, I need the oil. More than my spouse, I need the oil. More than money, I need the oil. More than my job, I need the oil. More than my comfort, I need the oil. I need the oil. I need the oil. I need the oil. There's nothing that I can do that's going to be fruitful without the oil. Like, that's the encouragement that I want to leave with you guys is to really value the oil of God. And I know I'm speaking in picture. I think most of you guys understand. Hopefully you young fellas, young lady understand as well too that it's about the presence of the Lord and your, your, just, your connection to God and um, letting Him give you courage when you need courage and boldness. When you need boldness because you guys are the guys that are going to light up 
the younger generation and see your high schools get saved and come to Jesus and stuff, right? But you need the oil. It's not how smart you are. It's not how articulate you are. It's, it's the anointing of God. It's the only thing. And as we trust the Lord for those things, he says that he will give us the words. He will give us the words. He will give us the peace. It's free. But we have to value the oil of God. So um, who has got Spotify without ads? Can you? Um, I've got ads on mine, so it always, it always breaks and you're like, oh man, right in the middle of the song and an ad pops up. You're like, that was sweet. Um, can I get you to pull up, uh, Sheree played the song earlier. It's uh, Maverick City, Only Jesus. Um, and we're just going to play that. And I thought it would be cool um, for us to pray for one another. Um, that we would really just value the oil. Value the oil. Not about works. Wherever the oil leads you in works, glory to God. But if right now it's like, I'm pregnant and I, I need the oil, hallelujah. If right now it's like, man, I'm just doing family and I need the oil, hallelujah. If it's, man, I'm leading worship over at why I don't know what the heck I'm doing, I need the oil, glory to God. It's wherever you're at, that's where the oil comes and begins to facilitate like really great stuff in your life. In school for you guys, I need the oil. 